What's up, everyone? What's up, Climates? Welcome to Planet of the Climates. Planet of the Climates is a community-organized podcast bringing you the latest information and insight into the KlimaDAO ecosystem. Klima is a blockchain protocol backed by carbon credits that gives people the chance to fight climate change as a collective and get rewarded for doing so. Klima sits at the intersection of cryptocurrency, game theory, and the carbon credit markets, so there's no shortage of great stuff for us to talk about. My name's Phaedrus. I'll be your host on this adventure. I'm regularly joined by my good friends and co-hosts Diamond Hands and Reg as we discuss the latest Klima news, drop some occasional alpha, and connect you with the biggest and brightest minds exploring this space. Reg is not able to be with us today, unfortunately, but Diamond Hands is here as well. So Diamond Hands, we've had so many conversations that give us a chance to look under the hood of Klima. And then, you know, now for me anyways, this is a chance to look under the hood of Klima Infinity because Dovu is going to be a critical partner for that. But enough from us. I'm sure you want to hear from Dovu themselves. So let's just cut right to it. So Dovu founder and CEO Irfan Watkins is our guest on this episode of Planet of the Climates. If you've been paying attention to the news across the Klimaverse, you might have heard that Klima Infinity has launched recently and Dovu are one of our key launch partners. We hope this conversation can not only shed some light on what that partnership means for climates and others looking to step up their action on climate change with Klima, but also learn more about Dovu and what might be around the corner for them too. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us, Irfan. I know many of our listeners would be excited to hear from you as a new Klima Infinity partner. But let's back things up maybe by you telling us a little bit about yourself and your motivation for getting into carbon markets and perhaps, you know, some of the early origins of Dovu. Yeah, and thanks for inviting me. And uh, hi, everyone. And looking forward to this. Yeah, so I'm Irfan Watkins. Uh, and... I'll give you yeah a little sort of backstory on myself, really. So I'm from a little country called Wales. I grew up on a farm, a sheep farm, up in the hills uh, in, the, in the middle of Wales. So I've always had an interest in farming and regenerative agriculture. It's, an, uh, it's a traditional family farm, not intensive. And it's always hard to sort of uh, to make a living on a traditional sort of family farm when you're not doing intensive farming, you know, so there's only, you're, you're very restricted in, in terms of what it is that you that you can sort of do. So one thing that always fascinated me is like, how can you reward good behavior? How do you, you know, how can we sort of, you know, put in place systems where, you know, things like not putting intensive, you know, sort of chemicals on land, not over farming, you know, as, as I say, doing the right thing can be rewarded. So that's always been in the back of my mind, so I left my farm, moved up to to the to to London, sort of started a a career in technology, and you know set up a number of companies. Some succeeded, some didn't. Uh, there's a whole sort of history there. So, you know, I think when you're a farmer, you're a, you're an entrepreneur, and uh, and that entrepreneur sort of blood just stays stays within you really. And also, you know, when you grow up on a small farm in Wales, it's your older brother or older sister that runs it. And you have to you have to leave and do something else. So that isn't a choice. So you you've got that entrepreneur within you. You've got to sort of practice it somewhere. You can't do it on the sort of family farm. So I uh, I did it in technology, and so that you know as I say I won't, won't bore everybody with a whole long <laughs> laborious process. But it ended up really me 
start in Dovu with uh, with Christina uh, Milliver, who was sort of co-founder. We started it in 2016, 17, actually, and that's working with. I got a I had a relationship with the car company Jaguar Land Rover, and uh, and they were really interested in looking at new ways that they could incentivize and monetize data and reward sort of users who drive connected vehicles uh, for doing the right thing. So it's a sort of tenuous link back to sort of carbon, but there is a there is a sort of method in the madness there. So anyway, we had a conversation. And they said, look, if you set up a company, we'll back you. So I set up a company and we started to look at blockchain and tiny little micropayments, you know, tokenizing um micropayments basically to reward behavior and we did that for a couple of years really with dovu that's how dovu started and and really the more i looked at sort of the mobility space the connected vehicle space the electric sort of um, aspect of it and the a more carbon way of carbon sort of efficient way of moving around the planet what i was really sort of leading towards probably subconsciously was actually the carbon aspect of it rather than the rewarding good behavior. It was sort of, uh, and then, then I, that got me thinking, okay, well, great. We've built a, we've built a ledger. We've built a, a sort of a token model. We just need to apply it, you know, not to the driver of the vehicle, but in a, in a you know, pointed in a different direction. Something that's really going to fire me up because to be brutally honest, I didn't really care that much about mobility. <laughs> I didn't really care that much about cars. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, you've got to you've got to wake up in the morning with a fire in your belly, you know. Because if you don't, then then what are you doing it for? Well, just to make some cash, you know. That's just that's just not good enough reason. So um, I, I didn't have the fire in the belly really for that sort of connected car sort of aspect of it. So the we went and sort of pivoted the business, and we took a look really at at sort of how can we reward farmers for good behavior you know and then we started to look at the whole sort of carbon the carbon model really uh, and that sort of really fired me up and fired the team up and then suddenly we had a mission and a vision and a sort of uh and something that we could wake up you know every morning and feel passionate about wow that's that's quite the journey there from that uh yeah small welsh farm to partnering with you know jaguar land rover to that that full circle coming back to uh yeah, the farming and carbon credits there. Well, that, that, that's a really long journey from where you were started up to where you are today. I think now that you look back, it's it's been quite a journey for you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, but it seems obvious, you know, when you look back, it seems like, well, I, it was destined to be there, really. I mean, it's sort of, I'm back on the farm again, basically. <laughs> <laughs> of thoughts, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So my my question was like I think you did share a little bit about the the history of Dovu, but I also wanted to like to find out a bit more, right? Just to dive a little bit deeper about Dovu. It's like from what I understand, Dovu tokenizes high quality carbon credits, right? So what kind of projects do you, does does it qualify as a high quality carbon credit? Yeah, I mean it's a good question. I mean it's it's probably better answered if I go back a little bit. So when we took a look at the carbon credit marketplace, one of the things that I couldn't work out. Just to be clear here, you know, we're not preaching to everybody about how you should do things or how you shouldn't do things. But when I took a look at the, the, the voluntary carbon credit market, 
I couldn't get clarity as to where my money was being spent. So if I was buying a credit, I couldn't actually, nobody could tell me exactly where that dollar ended up, you know, and, and more importantly, what was that carbon relating to? Did it have additionality? Did it sort of, was it sequestering carbon from somewhere? Did it prevent carbon going into the environment? Is it short term? Was it long term? You know, and also, could I, did I really have confidence, you know, that, that, that carbon wasn't double spent or wasn't sort of, you know, there's a whole range of things. So I started looking at it and going, wow, you know, if I, if all I cared about was getting a certificate, then I could get a certificate. That's great. I'll put it up on the wall and that's brilliant. It's a bit like being a Microsoft certified professional. You know, it's sort of, uh, I can buy one of those online, you know, but we wanted, so therefore I thought, well, that's just not good enough, you know, and that's not really what blockchain is for, you know, um, we can do a lot better. So when we talk about quality, what we're not saying is, look, we're the arbiters of quality here. We're the ones saying this is a quality project. This isn't one. For me, a quality project is one that has disclosure on the methodology that has transparency on the process, that is using and, and displaying whatever technology or science is used to count the carbon, and basically is using a auditable chain that can actually count the carbon from the purchase through to the redemption, and you have confidence in it. So a quality carbon project for Dovu is one where the buyer buys with confidence. And the reason why I say that's important is because what I'm seeing is and what we're seeing is a potential toxic debt here, a, a toxic pool of carbon credits that have happened in some markets that corporations are, are making claims that they're carbon neutral, but what they've actually purchased, if somebody actually did an audit of it, could cause PR problems for them further down the line when they actually realize what they've actually purchased. So we want to make sure that the combination of partners that we work with like yourselves you know and what we do gives confidence in the marketplace for the future so that actually you know and that's what i mean by quality a quality offset something that gives confidence so it's less about the project itself and more about you know that process and that transparency that's uh, built in yeah because it's sort of look, if we wait for all the scientists to agree on what counts as a quality project we nothing would ever happen you know, um, every methodology is different. Every sort of element of how you count carbon and when it enters the environment and when it's sequestered and everything else, you'll have competing discussions and, and arguments going on for, for years. You know, so what needs to happen is that the methodologies need to be exposed and just need to be transparent so that the buyer can make a choice. And that, that choice could be on the amount of carbon that's that's been sequestered, but also hey, we like the biodiversity element of this. We like the additionality element of this. We like the community element of this as well. So actually, the, 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 you can make an informed decision on something which is not just as, as sort of, um, you know, binary as is, is the exact amount of carbon that's been sequestered. Because that, that's that's, that, for the best will in the world, that's, that's always going to be debatable. You're right. And I, I, this is something that I really find very fascinating, you, interesting in a sense, because currently we have like MCO2, we have BCT, we have upcoming, we have MBO, UBO. They are usually classified or they are always like determined by like one token equals to one carbon ton. 
but for your case, for Dovu coins, uh, or rather Dovu, uh, Dovu tokens, it's one kg carbon. Just curious, like, why is it there's this difference? Because I think that if you're going to create a offset by design infrastructure, which really fascinates us, you know, it's definitely part of our, our vision and working with partners, I think we can achieve that as well. What you need to be doing is building in smaller components. So if, you know, tiny transactions, you know, based within a wallet, for example, you're not going to be not going to be offsetting tons. You're going to be offsetting parts of tons. And the kilogram is too, is too large a measurement as well in tons. You know, so like I say, it, it's easy to go from a kilogram to a ton and from a ton to, to somewhere else, but it's just where we've started. And I, I, there's no really massive rhyme or reason. You can break every unit down into smaller units, you know, but I, I think it just sets out our, our mission that actually micropayments are a key part of this. And I think that's why we've gone sort of multi-chain as well in terms of our approach, working with Adair and Polygon and Ethereum and so on. We can come on to that. But the idea is really that we're trying to find the most efficient and smallest unit of value that we can find so that actually when you plug in an API into your decentralized app or into your service, then then the offset can just happen dynamically. I see. I see. So essentially, the reason why it's more on a smaller basis, it's more fluid in the sense it, that's what i'm getting it it's it's first carbon tan it's i mean it's a big amount so the idea is to make it fractionalize it into smaller amounts so it's easy for transactions to happen easy for retail easy to for people to offset to reflect transactions. yeah it's a psychological thing isn't it it's a sort of you know it stops some people buying bitcoin because they, they can't afford sort of you know, thirty thousand dollars or whatever, and they uh, they just haven't figured out that they can do smaller amounts. Or, um, you know, I think it's so it's a psychological aspect of it, but it's uh, uh, which is which are, which I think is important. And we've got a tool called Carbon Calculator, and that plugs into your MetaMask wallet. And from there, we can sort of take a look at the amount of carbon that you've used, or you can do it. It's a nice little game to play. At the moment, you can take a look at and see how much carbon you've used to do your to do your trading and your sort of transactions. Yeah, that, that that's so cool because I think a lot of us are used to like seeing those uh, carbon footprint calculators where it's just, you know, behavioral things and, uh, you know, lifestyle stuff. But this is like directly, it's a Web3 footprint calculator, right? Absolutely, yeah. And we, we also linked it in. We've got another carbon market cap as well, which is we're taking sort of real-time views on, on Ethereum projects at the moment. So you can type in your favorite Ethereum ERC20 project and you can see their debt from the full lifetime of when they started to uh, to what they've been doing over the last seven days. And again, that can that may inform your choice as to, as to you know, what project you want to support or not support. So at the moment, these are sort of educational tools, a bit of fun. You know, but our plan for what we're going to do with them will change as we as we sort of move our token model. You know, I can't talk too much about it, but I mean, it, it, there, there might be some fairly obvious things that you can do if you if you know how many tokens that you've spent or need in order to offset your carbon. And there may be some sort of obvious obvious sort of uh, next steps to get those tokens. Oh, gotcha. And then you've also got that marketplace, like speaking of transparency there too, I think that's a, a novel thing in the carbon markets as well too, where people can look and actually see a face and see photos about the actual uh, projects that you're offering tonnage or uh, kilogrammage from, right? Yeah, and I think that's, uh, and, and, and 
you know, we're building tools to make this easy for farmers to upload their own, their you know, all, all of their sort of uh, data, um, whether that's images of the farms themselves or the or the sort of projects. And I think it does. You know, it's it's great when you when you can see the sort of I mean, there's, there's a good one from Bulgaria where the farmers, you know, the husband and wife are holding hands in front of a field. Yeah, yeah. there's a cute couple. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cute couple standing around the field. It's like it's, it, it feels very funny. It's like it feels like the husband was like, uh, "Look, wife, uh, he did. We need to take a photo. Just let's just stand in front of the camera and take a photo. <laughs> it just looks to them, but." <laughs> <laughs> It does, yeah. No, it's like well, I don't think they're 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 not sort of used to the Instagram life. That's for sure. It's it's you know it, it is a very authentic one as opposed to sort of beautiful beautiful people jumping through fields of corn. You know, not that they're not beautiful people, of course, but I think it's 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 that authenticity. But I mean, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, we wanted to build something where you could trace that. You know, if you're going to spend a dollar, you know, you know where that dollar's going. And, uh, and you know that if you're buying off that project, it's going to that couple. You know, that's the reality of it. And again, it's part of the community aspect of it as well. So rolling out going forward, why wouldn't a local Bulgarian company that wanted to offset buy local? Why wouldn't they want to purchase from a local farmer? And I think that's another element as well where we can start to market the sort of the, the community element of the marketplace as opposed to a sort of an anonymous spreadsheet sort of carbon unit. And again, from a, going from a corporate perspective, it enables them to sort of build their story so that they can sort of point to exactly when they talk about being carbon neutral or carbon positive, they can point to the project, you know, and the projects that they've spent money on to become that. Mm, I see. So I was looking through the, the, the marketplace and I realized that you, it seems to me, please correct, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems to me you deal primarily in nature-based carbon offsets. Yeah. Is that the object? Is that the goal of Dovu? It is right now. I mean, it's, well, the goal of Dovu really is to create a trusted, transparent, fully auditable, you know, Sort of uh, ledger, really. I think that the focus on the soil and regenerative agriculture is one that, because it's so very poorly served right now, and it's a difficult nut to crack. It's a difficult problem to crack on scale. But if you can get it, if you can get it done, it's going to have one of the biggest impacts because it's all about it's about feeding us it's about the environment that we live in it's about the plants and the insects the biodiversity because you know the healthier the soil the more carbon is sequestered the healthier the soil the better the food the healthier the soil the more biodiversity that's there so actually if if we can crack it it's uh, it's it's really interesting and the, the um it's it's going to be really important to us but then if you take it into other countries and other sort of ecosystems and you look at i don't know programs like the world food program and the amount of small farmers that are involved in that for example and the uh as part of the united nations you've got small farms maybe two hectares in size in different parts of the world and if you can offer them a new crop this carbon crop as a source of income you know, and then you're using technologies like satellites and sort of other IoT stuff to, as, a, as a sort of measurement at scale, then suddenly you've got something on scale that is very, very powerful. 
as a sort of not only a way of sequestering carbon and selling carbon, but also a way of providing an income to families for, for in poor environments that are that are farming in, in a non-intensive way. So it's sort of you know we, we as as you know without sort of being too sort of political about it what you what we have is you know Western world's heavily polluting and the sort of developing countries sort of being punished really as a as a result of what's going on you know and I think if we can start to pay sort of these developing countries and their farmers for their farming practices which are benefiting the the sort of all of us by sequestering carbon and farming in a regenerative sort of um, non-intensive way, then then suddenly we can have a more positive impact. Yeah, no, that, that's great. So you're clearly, you know, UK-based, but your marketplace and your uh, your scope and your reach is really uh, global. Yeah, and our pipeline, I mean, we, the marketplace right now, it's, a, it's, it's our little experiment, but our pipeline, I mean, we're, we're targeting, you know, hundreds of thousands of tons of carbon for this year, and we've got a pipeline to achieve that. This isn't a, a small local enterprise. No, that's great. And I think just to turn the page perhaps on, you know, the next chapter of Dovu or like this chapter that we've started together here, when did you first hear of Klima and uh, how did the Klima Infinity Partnership that we're kind of announcing or discussing, how did that materialize? Well, you know, I always keep an outlook you know, for everything that's sort of going on as much as you can. There's a lot happening in the space, of, as you know. And I think it probably started from the from Olympus, really. It started from the sort of model, I suppose, as opposed to the project itself. And then that led me into, into sort of Klima. And then I became, you know, absolutely fascinated what you guys are doing. You know, backed it myself, put some cash in, and totally supported you guys from the beginning, really. Not as part of the Discord, and because obviously I had our own business to run, so I didn't really have the time to... To get in, involved as such, but I think the the idea of you know we were focused on the supply side and building the sort of authentication, building the platform to sort of to give that sort of trust. We didn't really focus much on the demand side, and what I was fascinated about with what you guys were doing was the demand aspect of it. And always in the back of my mind, I was thinking, well. Uh, at some point, the supply side will be diversified, and that's where we can have a chat with claimant when they're ready to diversify the supply side, because the demand side is uh, what you're doing is nothing. We're never going to be doing that, and also we're in a part of the of the sort of crypto token sort of a blockchain economy where this isn't a one company wins. You know, this is a sort of, we can only achieve our goals collaboratively, you know, and it's this sort of DAO mentality that sort of really excites me, this idea that actually, look, this isn't about us treading on toes as different projects. This is about us looking to see how collectively we can play to our strengths to deliver something that's really exciting and, and scales and is, is, is of value to the whole world. And I think, and that's that was my intention, you know, when I sort of um, reached out and when we started the conversation was to see, you know, how can we collaborate? Because I don't, you know, because as I say, two and two equals five in this environment, not uh, it is no one who wins all. Yeah, definitely appreciate that collaborative mindset and uh, that alignment on values there too. So I think the thing 
or rather most of the listeners here will be wondering, right? You're now currently one of our Klima Infinity partners and you focus on footprint and analytics side of things. So maybe a bit of an explainer, like what does this whole partnership entails and what does it mean to us? I think that this is the first step in an open palm sort of collaborative discussion around how things can work out because we're all figuring things out right now. And anybody who says that they're not is, is, is not being general. We're, we're all figuring it out, you know, and it's about figuring it out together. So from our side of it, like I say, we have this system that we're building So and, and we've built within the sort of marketplace. So I suppose we're slightly different than some of the other partners that you that that that, that would join the sort of program. So we've got the the DLT version of our trust, you know, sort of platform is on Hedera, and we use Hedera because it's a very carbon efficient sort of platform, and the Interwork Alliance program and philosophy that we work with enables us to create this trusted system. That means that we can't, as a, as a platform, get involved in any sort of uh, manipulation of data. It's sort of, uh, it's a very, you know, well sort of structured sort of process. And, uh, and we can do it at scale and we can do micropayments. So that works really well. However, you know, we came from an ERC-20 sort of background, as we had started and, and still is. You know, and we have, uh, um, you know, good relationship with Polygon and Matic. We have the tokens available on BSC as well. You know, so we've always had this sort of multi, multi sort of chained, chained approach. So the way that I see it, and I think we see it going forward, it's from a demand perspective. We're agnostic. You know, plugging into sort of bonds or plugging into pairs and pools to sort of so where we can sort of have cleaner and dove tokens you know side by side i think that's totally part of our strategy and that's not sort of chain specific so again we can do that in in polygon we can do that in whatever sort of platform that we choose to use in the future brilliant so i I mean i'm just looking again at your website and the different solutions that you've got we've talked about a few of those already with the the marketplace and all that but for klima infinity where you uh, could plug in as well too. I assume it sounds like through your carbon calculator, the carbon market cap, other tools like that too, that could be running some of the backend stuff for our Klima Infinity dashboard that we're going to offer clients. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and I think that it's about opening them up and uh, absolutely plugging them in to help, you know, your community sort of get better understanding of, of their debt, their carbon debt, basically. And then sort of offering solutions where they can sort of deal with that as quickly as possible. So, yeah, I mean, it's, we'll continue to build tools. We'll continue to sort of break tools to, as I said earlier, to, to enable offset by design to happen, to enable micropayments of carbon based on transactions, you know, whether that's in a wallet, with, within an exchange, within a DAP. You know, that's, that's, that's really, uh, you know, a key direction for us. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I'm just thinking back again to your original story that you're telling us there too. So again, that's quite the journey and quite the way for things to scale up from that uh, small Welsh farm to uh, connected vehicles with Jaguar Land Rover to, you know, helping these companies and helping people understand how they're offsetting and measuring their footprint and measuring their, their climate action with us at Klima here. 
Yeah, and I think it's that sort of, I suppose it's the history of Dovu and the connected vehicles that sort of led us through to these sort of micropayments. Because when, you, when you're rewarding tiny, tiny bits of data from connected, millions of connected vehicles happening in real time, you know, so you've got these sort of micro transactions happen. So these threads sort of come together, you know, into, into where we are now from our history as well as, uh, as, as our passion. That's brilliant for sure. Yeah. Building upon your, your past strengths, whether it's uh, yeah, little pivots or by design down the road, I think it's great to be working with you there. Yeah, totally. It's really exciting to see that from a small farm now, it's global farms in a way. Yeah. Right. It is very exciting, you know, and I think the, as I say, when you wake up in the morning and you think, well, actually, this is about more than chilling a token or making money or, or anything else, you know, it, it becomes a sort of a powerful reason to sort of get up there in the morning. Yeah, speaking of shilling, right? This is something that we always love to ask. <laughs> like, do you have any information for our listeners on your potential partners they're going to bring on Dovu or any future developments of Dovu that you would love to share with the listeners here? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I've given some sort of indication on the, on the pipeline on the supply side, you know, and one thing that is very clear about the space that we're in is that there isn't enough supply for the demand and what i'm talking about is is demand where where people really feel comfortable about what it is that they're that they're buying there's a great quote from microsoft uh, who've been pretty strong on sort of leading in this space really in terms of buying carbon offsets and certainly on the regenerative agriculture side of it you know they claim that there just aren't enough offsets in the world for them, let alone any other corporate. So I think the shilling aspect of it is, you know, classic supply and demand. You know, as Dovu and the Dove token is is instrumental and sort of absolutely core to our project strategy, when we talk about bringing in hundreds of thousands of tons of carbon and then we talk about the demand side of it, um, uh, is there just isn't enough supply for the demand that's out there? It gives a good impression as to the direction of travel. I think for a a token with finite supply, you know, and uh, and and I think that's where I suppose that's that that's probably the biggest difference between between Clayton and Dove is that we have a pre-mined token, you know, the finite supply. So how does that those token economics work? But we we're focused primarily on building a very good scalable platform and the Dove token is, is is absolutely instrumental to it and we're a bit unlike a lot of the companies that did token events back in 2017 and 18 we didn't really promote and push our token we wanted to focus on building something of value and then we always felt that the token itself then would be valuable once we've done that yeah yeah. So let's, uh, I mean, you know, we've kind of talked about uh, Dovu for a while. We've talked about a lot of stuff going on there, but you did talk about the the token and the tokenomics. Could we maybe yeah, take a little bit of a moment to dive into that a bit more? So we just released a blog where Matt did, who's our CTO, uh, and, you know, talking sort of more about that. And yeah, so the, so... <laughs> What can I say about it, really? I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the in the blog. It's a quite a quite a you know um, detailed sort of diagram, really, in terms of the potential token economics that we're looking to launch. I mean, we've got things such as single-sided staking that, that we're launching um, very very soon. We're launching bridges 
to, that go from, you know, at the moment from Ethereum into Hedera. So there's, you know, there's, there are a lot of things that are sort of coming up. But I think the, uh, the best thing to do is to read the blog, to be honest, and take a look at the diagram. Oh, we'll definitely, yeah, we'll be sure to link that up in our show notes here too. We've got Dovu staking, uh, beta phase one, it looks like. And then, yeah, a little bit of a deeper dive on uh, bridges with Hashport. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it goes back to this sort of multi-chain sort of mentality, really. And the this this idea that, you know, I'd love to be in a position where one day I can just sort of, my wallet is just auto, you know, atomic swapping, basically, between all these different tokens and different chains depending on the environment that I'm in. You know, that's always been the sort of dream. And from our perspective, that's uh, that's where we are aiming to be. And But our role in it, as I say, is to be that offsetting engine as well that sort of uh, that facilitates that. And uh, I think that the, the bridge, you know, the bridge to Hedera sounds like a, an old... Sounds like an old film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, um, and the single-sided staking, I think, is all is all interesting. But I think these are all experiments. You know, one of the things, you know, for, for, I'm also a partner at a venture capital company called Outlier Ventures. And we, we, we invest in a lot of early-stage companies, about 150 last year, about 200 or so this year. Um, you know, done a lot of work around token economics, and token modeling that business has and the metasphere and so on. Um, the so it's it's I'm always really interested in the um, in in the token aspect of it. But token models, you know, you guys will know this. They're 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 they're, they're just a massive experiment, and you have to be open sort of to evolve. Um, so when we do single sided staking and we do other sort of uh, things that we're putting in place, they are they they are a huge experiment to see what 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 works and what doesn't work, and um, you know, and like again, anybody who says, "Look, we fig- we figured it all out," um, from a token economic perspective, I think is probably not being genuine. Oh, yes, one hundred percent agree there, and I think it's great that uh, entrepreneurial mindset or that that spirit of, yeah, learning as you're doing, iterate and evolve and grow along the way there. But it's that transparency bit. It's the it's it's doing it with open palms to say, hey, this is where we're at, you know. And I think then the audience or the consumer, the user, the the you know, they can choose to be on that journey with you or or not. But at least it's sort of you're, you're doing it with an open palm, and that's definitely the philosophy of of Dovu. And I um, and I like that about Klima as well. About the sort of I like the the you know that that transparency and sort of openness in the in the Discord. Uh, and I think that's where the missions align. Yes, yes, definitely. So g- given that transparency and that, you know, openness and clarity about, uh, you know, that we're learning as we're going here, this next question might be, you know, a little bit contrived or a little bit of a challenge for you. But understanding that this the path will evolve as you go, uh, where do you see things perhaps in 2033? Uh, <laughs> a longer term vision for Dovu and where do you see this partnership with Klima fitting in in the long run? I think that if we can collectively grow trust in this voluntary carbon environment that we're building and this sort of setup that we're building, my view is that it'll just become just an inbuilt process in everything that we do with our lives. You know, it'll just be the price that you pay for every single transaction in life. And uh, and it'll just be built in. And I think we have an opportunity to be the 
to be the sort of, you know, at the heart of that. Uh, I'm a very optimistic sort of individual. I mean, you know, I think probably goes part and part with being an entrepreneur. <laughs> but, you know, and I think that the collaborations between Klimer and, and Dover can help achieve this sort of vision, I think, of having a system that is just at the heart of every sort of um, carbon transaction. And the carbon transaction is going to be inbuilt into every other transaction. And there'll be projects that are just, you know, on technologies, of course, that we haven't even thought about yet, or that'll be coming here on scale. But it'll still come down to one thing, supply and demand, measurement and trust. So you can ladle any technology in the future. You can sort of invent anything. You can sort of launch anything. But if it hasn't got that sort of uh, scale that it hasn't got the, the the sort of trust and it hasn't got the simplicity of use, um, you know, then it's just not going to deliver what we need it to deliver. So I think if we focus on on scale, simplicity of use, you know, using technology to build it into APIs, SDKs, or everything that we can possibly do to make it simple to use on a very tiny micro level. I think that the combination of, of sort of Klima and Dover working together can accelerate that. That's brilliant. I really appreciate that perspective from the, the micro to the macro there too. Uh, I think that kind of covers it. Yeah, so definitely uh, thanks so much for your time then, Irvin. No problem. And uh, thanks uh, thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Likewise. Yeah. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Yeah, wow, what a great conversation. It was so great to meet uh, Irvin and learn more about the backstory and mission vision of Dovu. I don't know about you, Diamond Hands, but I really enjoyed that conversation. And when Irvin was talking about having that fire in his belly, needing to believe in that mission, vision and values when he gets up in the morning beyond just making money, I think that really just resonated. And I thought it was so cool that he is an early climate, an early uh, investor in our climate as well, too. Did anything really resonate with you? Yeah. So for me, it's really in- interesting to see how he turned his experience from running a farm when he was in, in Wales and now doing it globally and really helping farmers itself find different source of revenue. But then, I, think, I think that's really, really good. Like It's not just about money making at the end of the day. It's just really helping, like farm in his uh, for him is to help farmers grow, you know, financially at the same time fight climate change. So, two birds in one stone. Who doesn't love that, right? Yes, yes. And the challenge that he was, you know, talking about that transparency that's built right in with their marketplace there. I think that's just huge because I know that's you know been an issue or sometimes a criticism of carbon markets as well too is that you don't always know exactly what it is that you're getting and with Dovu and with their their protocol that's that's very clear and you know even though they've got that global marketplace he was reinforcing that many times people would prefer to know they're buying a local credit or supporting a local farm and I think the funniest thing was that cute couple that was on the website and was like it looks damn it was very cute you know to see that happening and <laughs> if, and if you look at the marketplace right and you were to read up on you know the write-ups on those projects it's really interesting to have you not just know where the the credits are from but you also do get a bit of background on like you know where the farms are how do they got the farm what's the history of the place so it's it's kind of fun and nice to know that okay i'm buying something I'm buying credits from this particular farm and I'm supporting this particular family. 
and there's heritage to it. So I, I thought there was something really different from the usual, uh, you know, the usual carbon credits. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that was just an inspiring conversation with Irvin and hopefully you enjoyed that as our listeners here too. Yeah, really happy and pumped up about Klima Infinity. But yeah, for everything Klima, make sure you're hitting up klimadao.finance. Our shiny new website is there for you now too, where you can stake bond. And of course, as always, check out the link for the Klima Discord community. Because we're a DAO at the Centralized Autonomous Organization, we're very much community driven, just like this podcast. So join us and you're going to find a great group of climates and plenty of opportunities to contribute and be as active of a climate as you would like to be. So we really hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. We're looking forward to saying hello once again on the very next Planet of the Climates.